0: Talk about and Let's talk about love. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Podcast. This is Dillis.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Jacob Minan.
0: Thank you again for joining us. Today we are going to be talking about the sixth chapter of my book, Fighting the Good Fight. And it is called pruning the fruits of pride. before we start Jacob is gonna lead us in a word of prayer.
1: Let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen. amen. come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. send forth your spirit and they shall be created and thou shall renew the face of the earth. O Lord who by the light of the Holy Spirit, did instruct the hearts of the faithful. Granted by the same Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation. Through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. So we'll go into the reading. And right after the reading, we will talk about some key aspects that we think you should focus on as you do your couples devotional
1: for this week. Chapter six, proning the fruits of pride. Scripture passage. Pride goes before destruction. A Haughty Spirit Before a Fall, Proverbs 16, verse 18. The spirit of pride is a topic that deserves thorough examination due to its profound impact on our lives. Numerous books have been dedicated to exploring this subject, but for the purpose of this chapter, our focus will be on how pride affects our relationships with others, especially in the context of marriage. To determine if we struggle with the detrimental fruits of pride, ask yourself the following questions. Do I find myself getting angry over minor offenses? Do I consider myself more important than others? If your answer to both questions is yes, then you are wrestling with the rotten fruit of pride in your life and marriage. The Bible teaches us that pride originates when we abandon our Lord and make our God. It is like a fountain that pours out sin, filling us with wickedness and leading us to arrogance. In the book of Sirach. Chapter 10, verse 6 We learn that pride breeds anger over every little wrongdoing done to us. It convinces us that we are too significant and valuable to be wronged, surpassing even the importance of God, our Creator. Consequently, we become arrogant in our ways, unable to tolerate anyone around us, including our spouse. The spirit of pride can create a breeding ground for rivalry, divisions, and envy within married couples. When pride takes hold, it feeds a sense of superiority and self-importance, causing you to believe that your needs, opinions, and desires hold more value than your spouse's. This mindset fuels a competitive spirit where each partner strives to assert dominance and control, seeking to prove their worth and establish themselves as the superior one in your relationship. As a result. Rivalry emerges with both of you vying for power and attention rather than working together as a united team. Unfortunately, divisions start to form as you each become more focused on their own interests and desires, leading to a breakdown in communication, understanding, and unity. Envy also takes root as pride blinds individuals to the unique strengths and contributions of your partner, causing you to resent or covert what your spouse possesses. In this toxic environment of pride, rivalry, divisions, and envy thrive, poisoning the love and harmony that should exist within your marriage. If you find yourself exhibiting these traits, consider reflecting on the story of Saul and David in the Bible. Despite David's flaws, God chose him over Saul due to his humble and repentant heart. Conversely, Saul never repented for his wrongdoing, Instead, he attempted to alter God's will by devising elaborate plans to eliminate his competition. Notice how Saul's pride prevented him from truly believing in David, even when David consistently demonstrated his loyalty. In your marriage, do you resemble Saul or David? Does pride dictate how you treat your spouse? Are you easily angered by minor mistakes your spouse makes? Do you consider your spouse inferior? with only your opinion holding value? If so, I encourage you to reflect on the passage from the book of Serac. Remember, you are dust and ashes, and your body decays even while you are alive. When you die, all you possess is worms, flies, and maggots. Sirach chapter 10, verse 9 to 10. Therefore, be mindful of yourself and your actions. As you embark on the journey of allowing God to prune the fruits of pride in your life, ask God for humility and the ability to see your spouse as an equal partner. Seek to understand their perspective and treat them with love, respect, and kindness. Remember that pride only leads to division and strife, whereas humility fosters unity and harmony. Through prayer, self-reflection, and conscious effort, you can experience the transformative power of God's grace in dismantling the stronghold of pride in your heart and marriage. Reflection Question How does pride manifest in our relationship and affect our interactions with each other? In what ways can we identify and address the fruits of pride, such as rivalry, divisions, and envy, to cultivate a healthier and more loving partnership? Action step for the week. This week, make a conscious effort to identify moments of pride in your interactions with each other. Whenever you notice feelings of rivalry, divisions, or envy creeping in, pause and reflect on the root cause of these emotions. Practice humility and choose understanding and empathy over arrogance. Seek opportunities to uplift and support each other, fostering a spirit of unity and love in your relationship.
0: Thank you, Jacob, for that uh, wonderful read of the book. And um, I think, before we even go into exploring this particular chapter it would be nice for me to catch up anybody that is just joining us midway right now um we are on section two of the book and section two of the book starts with the pruning process but before we got to the pruning process jacob section one of the book really explored the fundamentals of marriage right um it it started by Explaining to everybody that is reading or to all our readers that you have to have a vision for your marriage. And that vision can only be perfect and can only be set well if it is founded on your mission in life and on your purpose. If you understand the difference between those two. And please, if you've not read the book, just go back and read chapter one and you'll be able to figure out the introductory chapter. Yeah, the introductory chapter. Um, yeah, Jacob. The introductory chapter. So, chapter one goes into submission with love. When you've when you've understood that vision, then you start saying, "How are we going to implement this vision in our in our marriage?" You have to understand that as a man, you come to implementing that vision through submitting to your wife through love, right? And this is true Acts of love that you do to your wife through showing her grace and in order to truly do that you have to understand as a man what your authority is which chapter 2 goes into that chapter 2 explains to you that as a husband in the house you are given that authority by God to be able to help to bring your family to under his umbrella and so when you understand your authority is given by God and that authority is given so you can show um, this respect through acts of services through graceful acts of services then you're able to truly lead your family down that good vision that you've set for yourself and of course a man cannot lead if the woman is not following, right? So the woman has to follow, the, which is why the woman is called to submit through respect, through acts of respect. So um, the woman has to be reverent. And and for ladies, if you're listening to me and you've not read chapter three, please go and read chapter three and understand that this respect, this submission through acts of respect has nothing to do with being a doormat or just being passive in your marriage. is truly calling you to be a good participant in your marriage, to come to your marriage with open heart, to be able to be reverent towards your husband, to bring your 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 wisdom with advice, but to know how to give those advice, right? To know how to truly help your husband to, to, to accept some of the things you're bringing to your marriage. And all of this is only possible through um, accepting the Holy Spirit, opening the door for the Holy Spirit to come into your marriage, which is what chapter four is all about. So guys, if um, you've been following, that was all section one. And so the question now in section two became, why isn't this easy for us to do? right? It is, it's been laid out for us. We need to set a vision. We need to understand our mission and our purpose and know how to work with those two to be able to set a good vision for us. And I need to show love to my wife and she needs to show respect to me. And my authority was given by God and I should accept the Holy Spirit to help lead me through this. But why isn't this easy? This is, this is not as easy for us because we do through so our um, um, fallen state, we do grow some fruits that are not um, good fruits. So we are called, the Holy Spirit within us is meant to help us grow good fruits, the fruit of love, fruit of joy, fruit of peace. But we find ourselves in our fallen state from our original sin, being prone to grow bad fruits. So we get into section two, and we really want you all to understand what these fruits are and what they do for your marriage. So at the very beginning, chapter five of section two, chapter five of section two gets into telling us that um, we, we, we're gonna get prone by God so he can remove these bad fruits. And that's often why we have challenges. So chapter five really is without talking about it, dealing with the aspect of divorce. So some of us that face those challenges and think that, oh, we should check out, remember that those challenges in your life is God allowing it to happen so he can use it to prune these fruits in you. And I'm sure some of you are asking, what fruits are in me, Delis? What fruits could possibly be in me? And I think that's where we meet chapter six, where we start talking about the different spirits That helps you to grow these fruits. And so chapter six now is, is focused on the pruning the fruit of pride, which is the very first vice that comes into our lives and really causes havoc personally, and in our relationship.
1: Well, thank you, Dilis, for that very nice recap. It actually puts a lot of things into context for those that are just joining us now for the first time so they can get caught up. Uh, and I remind people to buy your book so you can go back and read the, the previous chapters. Uh, so, so talking about the, uh, the proof the of pride, I think a very good place to start with a scripture passage talking about pride. We all hear in lay speak, they say, pride comes before a fall before a fall but actually if you read the book of Proverbs and go to chapter 16 verse it specifically tells you pride goes before destruction a haughty spirit before a fall fall. so there are very drastic consequences to being proud yeah
0: it leads to that fall right and and you know jacob i'm always very uh, giddy when i find these these things that we have just said over time and it has become an idiom within our societies Right, and but you find them in the Bible, and They're yeah, it's some,
1: sometimes pride. it's very, it's very uh, comforting to realize when you start actually reading your Bible that most of those idioms that are, that that are normal day speak have to have their origin from the Bible.
0: Yeah, yeah. So pride goes before the fall. But what is the origin of pride? And I think that's what I we want you this week as you go through, examine that for you, realize that. The chapter is trying to call you to think about, why do we even have pride? Where does this come from? And pride really truly originates when we abandon God, when we start thinking that we are more important than God, right? We have abandoned his words, his spirit, um, his, his, his teachings. His teachings, yeah. And, and you think you're more important than God, but it is very important at this moment that, you realize that when you start having that mindset where you think, "Well, I am," I, 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 some of the things that happen to me is within my control. You start pressing
1: your, you start attributing your, 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 successes or your yeah. accomplishments to your hard work solely, and yeah. and, you, and you think you can do it. And and so from from then.
0: And wait, Jacob. And yes. not only your successes and accomplishments, even your failures. You yes. know, a you lot of you can people get them. depressed. Yeah. Right. A lot of people get depressed because of this this
1: this the issue of pride.
0: This issue of pride. Yeah. Because you think that, oh, this thing is happening to me because I am responsible. Realize yeah. that you're not. You're just a part of God's plan, and it is permissive will that has allowed those things to happen. So you have to
1: go back to Him in in humility, seek from Him. Yeah. And so 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 out of this pride, therefore, with that, that feeling of haughtiness of thinking that you're better than others, you, you it, I, I derive. I mean, it builds a significant breeding ground for two very unfortunate, uh, three very unfortunate uh, vices. Because from that pride, born is born rivalry.
0: Yeah. In the, book, out call them, in the book, I call them three fruits, three un- unfortunate fruits, and these are the okay. So, I mean, so are even though
1: pride is, is a fruit, fruit it's pride. almost like a sub fruit that is born of that fruit.
0: So pr- pride in the book is a vice, it's a spirit, okay. right? But it 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 uh, that spirit that comes and lives within you now, causes product, you, which is the fruit will yes, be will be rivalry. Product. Yeah. Yeah
1: and and, yeah. and 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 then of course from there is division. If you are in completion with your spouse, then you guys are a divided house and a yeah. divided house cannot stand. Yeah. Then you start envying each other's success instead oh, of sort of sort of, of celebrating each other's successes.
0: Yeah. And I think that it's also good for let's take one by one in those fruits so that as you're going through this this uh couple's devotional for this this um this week, take each one and ask yourself, is this fruit existing within my marriage? Mm-hmm. Do I find myself exhibit, exhibiting a sense of superiority and self-importance over my spouse, right? And how do you know that, right? Because that that, that superiority that you're exhibiting is breeding a mindset
1: of computa- a competitive spirit yeah I and, I, and the... I have to point out this mo- negative competition right yeah because very. Because, because there's competition they encourage among your, your kids because you want to say them you want to tell them that they have to, to follow models or they have to have role models yeah they, they want they want to be like that 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 good kid they want to figure out what, what is it that makes this person do very well i like to copy that i'm going to talk with them about it as opposed to oh, I, I just want, I think I'm better than themselves. So I, be, I should be the one doing this. Yeah. And th- th- then you end up in a scenario where you think your success depends on you bringing the other right person down, not because you're going to do better than them, but you probably end up not even, not even moving from your position, but hopefully if you can bring the right person below you, then that's, that, that's, that's success for you. I think
0: you, you've you even gone to the foot yeah. of envy. So yeah. still at the foot of pride, right? right? One of the things you realize is that you start exciting dominance and control. Yeah. Uh, do you hear your wife, and or do you hear your husband say, "Ah, this woman too control. This woman is too controlling. Or oh,
1: oh, he is do, too controlling.
0: Or, or, or your wife is saying you're too controlling. Check yourself, right? Um, wives and husbands. I'm not asking you to tell each other that, that you're
1: has that rivalry right there.
0: Yes, no, yes don't do no. that. No. What I'm I'm asking you is examine yourself. Remember, I keep saying this is not a book where you read and say, "Ha." I see this in my husband, no.
1: And the struggle is not to establish yourself as a superior one in that relationship, not at all. So
0: this is for you to really just examine yourself. Are you exerting some kind of superiority in your relationship? Do you have this thing growing within you that feels like, oh, my husband or my wife, um it's beneath me. It's the,
1: less the, than then me. Then we start hearing the day. type of statements that we used to hear from my parents and then mm-hmm. we use the rock. where whenever a child is not doing very well and then say they they go like, oh, it's my wife's child, or oh, that you're picking in in pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then when the child is doing very well, you can't stop if talking exclusively yeah. about her. He comes from yeah. very good genes and you're referring back to yourself as if your yeah. wife or your or your husband mm-hmm. did not do not contribute towards that uh, that yeah. mix of genes. Yeah.
0: But it's also, even that back to your marriage again, you start saying that if you have this, if you're exerting this dominance and control, you would also see that you're trying to prove your what. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times you'll find that you're doing stuff because you want to show your husband or you want to show right. your wife that you can do it. And that's the very wrong thing to do because if you're doing it because you want to prove to your husband and your wife, or your wife that you can do it, that just means that you guys are not collaborating, right? You're trying to establish yourself as that superior one. You're not collaborating, which brings you to that next fruit next that is division.
1: Right. Yeah, so, you so each become more focused future. on your own interest rather than that interest. And I want to go back to to, to, to the, the point you just made, Delis, about about uh, doing it to prove your word, where it, it, it's like you actually approving this with, with the mindset that once you have proven yourself, you expect to be happy and you expect yeah. the other person to be sad.
0: Yes, you, you don't have experience like celebrating. You, you, because,
1: that, no, you expect that, that, like what they say, you make his face fall or her face fall yeah, yeah. when they realize that oh, you you're better than them or you could do this. So you're not and trying to make that person celebrate with you. No, you're trying to get them to be, to be unhappy be empty, that yeah. you're this capable.
0: Yes, yeah, and not just that. You also think that it will bring you respect from them. Exactly, that doesn't right. because they, they
1: they that's just a to become resentful.
0: Yes, that just creates resentment within your marriage because. To them, what you're doing, they don't even see the importance because they were not part of it, right? right. So this is how you have a a, a a quarrel over a man saying the woman should not go to school anymore. You know, that's common with our right. with our. And, um, and,
1: and you expand on this culture. more when you actually get on the chapter on envy. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we don't want to still uh, to 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 uh, mess up with that. Uh, yeah, that, so but yeah. You,
0: you, you breed some of these fruits and then when that division takes hold within your marriage, right, there's no communication. There's no understanding. There's no unity. You, you mostly talk
1: past key. each other.
0: That is the key, that unity. If you go back to the very, the chapter of love of submission submission would
1: love, love yeah you
0: would realize that it talks about the fact that you're united in body you're one you know the song says two plus one plus one now one right you realize the fact that you are one and you are meant to be one so once this pride is going on it's breaking down that communication that understanding and eventually it breaks that unity that is supposed to be the bedrock of your marriage right mm-hmm. and so that is totally now wide open for envy to come within
1: right
0: and that's that's where you see a couple jacob so beautiful a couple but you hear the husband say i think my wife is jealous of me or the wife says yes, i think he's my jealous, of is jealous of me right. Right. you know right. and it's, it's just it's it's really sad when it comes to that point because they're no
1: longer using their unique strengths yeah you get you get blinded you're you're blinded from the unique strengths and then that whole sense of complementarity is lost it's where where you forget that oh actually i'm uh, she's supposed to be better than me in this area because that's only way by which she can make up for this my weakness and then i'm also supposed to be better than her in this other area and no negative sense and then yeah, we're excited about how much better this other person is in, in this thing. Like, I always joke about you, Deleza, about how great you are at packing stuff, right? Are <laughs> using the least space possible to, to, yeah. to very maximizing space?
0: Yeah. 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 I remember um uh Jacob, I remember that when I was writing this, this book, this, this story chapter. did not this chapter, this story did not make the cut in here because of the length. But I remember when we just got married, we were visiting with I will not call the name. Friends, or, yeah, or the, yeah we we're visiting with some friends out of town and um they were trying to transport a barbecue grill on a pickup truck to a house for um for a, an a
1: event barbecue, there was an
0: event, for was an event yeah going on and and i was i had been involved the, the night before in the event and i was sleeping on the couch and i remember that you kept saying they should wake me up because they could not figure out how to put that that um, right. that barbecue pit on right. that Truck.
1: That you need, that you need <laughs> to come and look at that space, and you tell them the best way to use the space. <laughs> the best
0: way to use the space, and, and they thought I was take...
1: less of a man to be suggesting that, that was gonna work, but I was going to wake up. your and help make, in that, yeah.
0: Yes, I remember your friend making that comment. Like, what, what type of a man are you that you have to wake up your wife to come and put this barbecue on this on this um pickup truck? Right, but, but very and,
1: simple examples like that, that, yeah. that. Yeah,
0: and sure enough, when 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 I did get up which nobody came and got me up. So I just got up and walked out. And you it was guys just an accident. No, you
1: made to, us in the do, middle of struggling. Yes, yes,
0: we're still struggling to put that in. And I just came and said, tweak it this way. And it fitted and they closed the door. And that was the only way I heard the story because Jacob was just elated about saying how he had been telling them all to wake me up and they didn't want to come wake me up. So, But that is a very minute example. I mean, of how much time... That was a funny story, but how much time you could waste in your marriage. Time and effort. Yes. Yeah. If you don't realize. And, 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 and how much you can the, save
1: yourself of a headache.
0: Yes. Yeah. If you don't realize the unique strength of your wife. So as you are doing this couples devotional, talk about your unique strengths. Mm-hmm. What are they? What are you, what's unique to your spouse that yeah. you see? What, what is it you have to the, lean
1: on your, on your spouse for most yes. of the time?
0: I think when we talk about it and when we understand it, then you can truly see how intentional God was bringing you two two together. together. Yes, because he could see the strengths and the weaknesses and he paired it up so well. Um, I won't even go into the, the, the strengths that Jacob brings into our marriage because it's long and windy. But I think that we've exhausted the part about understanding that you guys are supposed to be working together and don't let pride come in and the only way the only solution to not letting pride come in goes back to what you were called to do in what, chapter what, two. Fruit
1: you have, what what spirit you should have been harboring in the first place yes, yes. you know instead Which, of harboring the spirit of pride what we should have been harboring is humility, that of humility. yeah And yeah, would have borne fruits that are the total opposite of rivalry division sure. and, 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 and resentment
0: and yeah. envy yeah so yeah it's very important to to work on that like how do you work on humility right i often say that the bible is our go-to for everything it's the right. human manual that god gave us what, right where, where, you where, find everything in the right. bible
1: yeah, what what stories do you find in the Bible that very powerfully illustrate this concept, or they, they highlight the difference between how you end up if you are proud as opposed to if you are humble?
0: Yeah, and I think we can go right to the Old Testament and find this story—the story of Saul and the story of david It's mentioned here. But as you're doing your couples devotional, please take the time to just read that story. It's it's not that's,
1: that's in the book of Samuel. Is that first Samuel? Yes, yes, yes it's first in and the second book of Samuel, Samuel. Yeah. yeah
0: take your time to read that story. It is a very beautiful story. You get to see how Saul, because of his pride, I often say that Saul was not even as as sinful as David, if you want to compare their sin together, right? Mm -hmm. if you want to compare what David did versus what Saul did, if if, if uh, in my eyes, right, I, I cannot say I'm God. In my eyes, I would say where well, I would have forgiven Saul's sins before I start forgiving David. I mean, there's and one, there's one eyes. sin
1: that there's even one, one, one. I would say one bad thing. Because I don't want to say one sin because in that one bad thing, there were like four sins that were packed in it. Just a yeah. single act that 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 Paul did that had that four David. sins that that David did they had four sins packed in there before you can't counting the other things i did yeah. T- taking the the, the 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 wife of uriah the Hittite, mm. where where there was lust involved and then there was adultery yeah. and then there was murder
0: yeah and then there was and cover
1: up there was cover up thing, yeah. And then of, and by starts from converting your neighbor's wife. Yes. So then he, he
0: breaks like four of the commandments. Four, four, yes. four
1: commandments in just one single act. So the guy was, but guess what? He was humble. He was a very yeah. humble guy. Yes. And once his attention was called to what he had done by Nathaniel, the prophet, he he, he immediately repented, repented and called for a fast.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the thing about pride. Pride prevents you from repenting. Pride keeps you in that state of of haughtiness, so you don't think that you even need to
1: repent. It's it's beneath you to say you're sorry.
0: Because when you go to Saul's sin, what did Saul do? Saul disrespected God's command, where he says, go plunder this place and destroy everything. Don't take anything. And Saul goes into that battle, plunders it, but chooses to keep some of it and gives it to his soldiers, right? And the question is, in that very little thing, you're asking yourself, what, what did he do that the entire kingdom got snatched away from him and given to David? That was all he did. But the problem with Saul was not his sin. The problem with Saul was his pride. Because of his pride, he could not to show bring remorse. himself to be to remorseful, be remorseful. To, to be repentant. He could not. And so when your pride, when you if you are struggling with the sin of pride, you realize that you're unable to even show remorse. You're unable to be repentful, even towards Repent yourself, that. repentant, yeah. even towards yeah. yourself, not to talk about towards your spouse, right? So the question now, the book starts with asking you to do a self-examination. And I think I want to end with asking you that as you go through this devotional for the week and you're talking with your with your spouse do that self-examination ask yourself am I struggling with this spirit with yeah, this So spirit do, do I consider mind?
1: myself more important than others really yeah and, and and it's going all the way back to the book of Sarah chapter 10 verse 6 which tells you about the, the, does pride convince because pride kind of convince us that we are too significant and valuable to be wronged if yeah. you want to ask yourself that question: Do you always do you always feel like you're more important than than everybody around you? Do you mm-hmm. feel like you have to keep the act like you're you're superior? Yeah. So do you have a superiority complex? To put it simply. And if that is yes,
0: or if the next question that we're talk, I'm gonna read now says, do I find myself getting angry over minor offenses? Offenses. Pride breeds anger over every little wrongdoing that's done to you. Yeah. So if you find, if you feel like you're too important to be wronged, right, and then you even to the point where any little thing, you are so angry, you yeah. need to watch out. Your so, so, pride,
1: so pride tends to also so breed anger, right? Uh, and, yeah. an, and anger can choke your soul. And, and 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 prevent you from being righteous yeah you see
0: that most of these vices they tend to be interconnected
1: yes yeah, yeah. They're in, they're and, inter- and, and and pride prevents you from from being forgiving to the extent of not even forgiving yourself yeah because you just have because you can't you can't yeah
0: yeah that's the thing that's the key a lot oh. of people in this world they yeah, you know, jacob is because of this aspect of pride that they then turn to be depressed about themselves right because you feel like you should be more than what you are and and because of that pride in you you, it, it brings you to the point where you can't forgive yourself you're more resentful towards yourself and then you become depressed in yourself. So it's it's very important for us to examine this and work on it. And again, there's an activity for this week. Try to do that activity. Do the reflection question with your spouse and try to do that action step for the week. Take some minutes and do that. And I think before we end, Jacob will say our closing prayer.
1: Okay. Let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you as a couple, humbly seeking your guidance and grace. We acknowledge that pride can often create divisions and hinder the growth of our love and unity. Help us, Lord, to recognize and remove any traces of pride in our hearts. Fill us with humility and understanding and a genuine desire to uplift and support one another. Teach us to embrace the example of Christ who demonstrated perfect humility in all aspects of his life. May your Holy Spirit work in us, pruning away the fruits of pride and cultivating a spirit of love, forgiveness, and unity in our relationship. Grant us the wisdom to choose humility over arrogance and to always put the needs and well-being of our partner before our own. We surrender our egos and pride to you, Lord and ask for your transforming power to help us grow in love and selflessness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And next week, we'll be focusing on chapter 7. And chapter 7 is talking about pruning the fruits of greed. But before we get to Tuesday, Jacob... We will have the because live. we we'll have the
1: live chat, uh, obviously, where we where we delve more deeper into today's chapter, chapter six, which is pruning the fruits of pride.
0: Yeah, and as usual, Jacob and I are always extending an invitation to any couple out there that would like to come on and let's talk about it. If anything that uh, we talk about speaks your imagination, or maybe you have a different perspective from it, this is an open chat. It's called a let's talk. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's learn from each other. And if you can't come or you're busy, we encourage you to send us questions. Um, you can message it to us. You can use the link to um, drop some questions in, and we would be sure to answer those questions during the Thursday live chat.
1: And again, please, uh, if you are if, if you are listening to this uh, on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe.
0: Thank you very much and have a wonderful week. See you on Thursday. Bye. Let's
1: talk about love. Like you and me all night and let's talk about love.